to the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 107, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. What a long 10-second intro for me. Just words, 10 seconds straight. Yeah, what about it? That's how it always is. Yeah, I know. Cool. Um, we actually did research for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Is that a lot? I mean, for us, for the past couple ones, it's just been stuff we already know. I know. We looked into what is a good contraceptive. Is that the answer? Uh, yeah, I guess. Word? Yeah. How not to have kids. Yes. There you go. Yep. So we researched vasectomy. And tubal ligation. Right. Which is tying your tubes. Correct. We really looked into those two things. Yeah. I mean, we know quite a bit already about uh, different birth controls. Mm-hmm. I will mention my favorite birth control method throughout the episode. Cool. How do we want to start this? All right. I think we start by saying, take what you want from this. We are not medical professionals. We literally just Googled this shit and read from multiple different sources and not just one to kind of come up with our summary of some of our findings. Yeah, a general understanding of it all, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have not looked into much of tubal, tubal ligations. And uh, so it was very interesting to read about it. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I learned a lot. Good. Do you want me to start? Or do you want to start with yours? You can start with yours. As I say, yours is a little less scary. Yeah. Like, not scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Tubal ligations, or getting your tubes tied. Uh, I guess... Doctors really hate when people call it getting your tubes tied because it's not actually tying of tubes. Not at all. Uh, So there's different types. You can either have your fallopian tubes removed, cut, tied with a special thread, or they can be closed with bands or clips, or they can be sealed with an electrical current. Uh, From what I could tell, there wasn't a whole lot of difference and complications between what women had uh i there was one i did see just pop up um some company bayer had some kind of tubal ligation uh apparatus it pretty much caused your fallopian tube to build up scar tissue in it so that would block the egg from coming out um or getting reached by sperm and that one had an increasingly amount of complications so the fda actually made them um stop and do more research before continuing with uh, women getting it which that kind of i don't know i think that's kind of crazy that they were even allowed to do the procedure if uh so many women were having complications but whatever that's other things so that's the main overall thing 
they it's not supposed to affect your hormones it's not supposed to get rid of your periods that would be getting a full hysterectomy which is getting your whole i think uterus and everything out right what was that hysterectomy yeah correct yeah it's like getting everything removed and they don't usually do that unless of like you absolutely need to have that done correct um so they'll usually just do the tubal ligations uh i did actually see a couple articles said that or a couple studies i read the women that did want it to get reversed it was like 60 to 80 percent effective which kind of surprised me um i think it definitely depends on like what method you have done but they say it can be done i highly wouldn't recommend it uh with my non doctor doctoral knowledge but it is something that they said some women get it and then down the road they get a different partner and realize they want to have another kid so they can possibly try and get it reversed uh overall i mean it seems pretty simple they put you under uh they do these tiny little incisions in your abdomen and then they Oh, that's Mimi snoring. Sorry, guys. I kept hearing this high-pitched squeal, and it's Mimi snoring in my lap. Um, so they do these little incisions, and then they can go in and do whatever uh, to the fallopian tubes that they need to. Uh, they said a lot of women get, like, if, especially if they're having C-sections with their last kid, that's the best time to get your tube tied. And then it... it it doesn't cut down on the recovery time, but they say it's the same as a C-section, so it doesn't really matter. You can also do it if you have a vaginal childbirth. You can get it, have it scheduled for that as well, since you're already in the hospital. But they that will require you to stay in the hospital, I think, an extra day or two um, after childbirth compared to just if you're having a child. They said, though, they said, though, that if you get your... Uh the tubal ligation, some women, uh, you can be released within three and a half, four hours after procedure. Jesus. That was an article I was reading. Yeah, they said, the one I said, it, like, if you have a C-section, you'll be released at the same time no matter what. Mm. But sometimes if it's a vaginal, you could stay possibly another day. Mm. But that's interesting. But then I, like, otherwise, if you're just going in for that, they, yeah, they said they'll keep you for... A couple hours. Yeah, that was that. That was that. Yeah, if yeah. you just went in just for the procedure, not about having kids or anything. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know why. If you're having a vaginal birth, they keep you so long. So long. Right. I don't know. Uh, but those are like your options of when to do it. And they all really said only one percent of women have major complications from mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, and a lot of times those actually end up women having to get full hysterectomies. Oh, jeez. Noises. So that was kind of interesting. But then there is this thing called post-tubal ligation syndrome. So this is like the scary part of getting your tubes tied. Uh, so... 30% Thirty percent of thirty-seven percent of women report of having PTL, PTLS after getting their procedure done, and most women think it's a hormone imbalance. 
And there's, a, I read so many different studies because so many of them say that getting your tubes tied doesn't cause hormones to, uh, doesn't affect your hormones at all because your body still releases the eggs, so it still releases the hormones and everything should work out fine. But a lot of women reported having, let's see, um, severe hormone imbalance, bone loss or osteoporosis, increased risk of developing heart issues, increased symptoms of postmenstrual syndrome, endometriosis, castrative menopause, a decrease in your ability to lactate, hormone shock, um, mood swings, hot flashes, increased heart rate, loss of libido, chronic fatigue, difficulty in concentrating mental confusion or memory lapse, bloating, headaches, uh, gaining weight, dizziness, all that fun stuff. So it's like a big hefty list of like potential side effects. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the, a lot of doctors have different speculations of why it's happening. Um, some of them said it could be, uh, like from getting the stitches or whatever, it could cause like a loss of blood flow to the ovaries. So that could cause them to not release as many hormones as normal. Um, and that's what really, I think affects, or, uh, that women get osteoporosis, I think from lack of hormones. I think it's like a very common thing in older women. Uh, and so get the loss of blood flow to the ovaries would be the reason why hormones wouldn't be getting produced as much as there should be, which would cause a lot of those symptoms that are happening or that could be happening. One theory that I actually find very interesting and might have quite a bit of truth behind it uh, is that it's a change in lifestyle, which like they said, most women who get these tubal ligations are on birth control for decades and then they're pregnant and they're breastfeeding. So their hormones are always being regulated by something. I mean, birth control keeps your hormones very regulated. Uh, pregnant pregnancy, your hormones are all over the place and breastfeeding also causes a uh, increase of hormones. And so a lot of these women could be feeling these ways by not being used to how their hormones actually are produced or like how their periods actually are. Cause birth control really helps with, uh, like hormonal birth control really helps with, um, regulating your period, lessening cramps, a lot of things. And so these women could be experiencing their regular periods and not remember how bad they used to be because they were on birth control and pregnancies and stuff like that for, I mean, let's say 20 to 30 years, depending on, I mean, when they were pregnant mm -hmm. or when they decide to get this. So I do think that could have a lot of truth behind it. And they did say women can start taking birth control again. So if women do think they're having a hormone imbalance, they can start taking birth control again um, to help regulate their hormones. Uh, I mean, we've discussed it, I think on the podcast, it took my body three years to really finally fully get back to its normal self after being on birth control. And I was only on it for three years. 
I mean, I guess I was on and off of it for five years. But it goes to show that some... And I'm not saying this is all 37%. Some women could just not remember what their bodies were like before they were on birth control or uh, pregnant at all. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could I tell you about PTLS? Uh, some women do uh, get reversal surgery to try and fix it as well. Uh, otherwise, like they, there's some other invasive procedures they can do. They tried to get women to do uh, more natural things first so they can get uh, like pelvic floor therapy. Um, they get people to try to like eat different foods, probably ones that are like higher in estrogen. So soy mm-hmm. would be my guess. And then, um, oh, birth control. That was the other thing I already said. And the other interesting thing is that PTLS is more common in women uh, who get tubal ligation done in their 20s than in their 30s and 40s, which makes sense because your hormones start decreasing in your 30s. So if you're already like naturally getting used to your body having less hormones, then you definitely don't notice if there is a huge drop off in those hormones because it's already so low that it probably isn't going to cause much of a difference anyways. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Cool. What do you think of that? I think it sounds a little invasive. It's very invasive. Uh, One of the articles that it said nine things you should know before getting tubal ligation. One of them was to uh, ask your partner to get a vasectomy. Yep. I think the vasectomy route might be the route to go. Yep. Um, so it's a pretty quick procedure. I think they said you can be back to life. In like two to three days, sex in seven, lifting in seven to 14 days. Like it's quite a fast turnaround. So yeah, return to work within two to three days, sex within seven, return to exercise seven to 14 days. Oh yeah, I didn't see anything about when you could have sex again after a tubal ligation. Oh, I have no idea. Anyways, continue. Um, A vasectomy, so it just... Essentially, what it does is it just closes off the the tube that allows the sperm to enter the semen, right? Semen's the transport. You need the sperm in the semen to have the kids, so they block that tube. Okay. So that's pretty much all it does. Um, the, the negative consequences um, are quite low uh they asked so like long-term effects so sterilization believe it or not that's a long-term effect it's it's like that's what you wanted yeah another thing is sterilization failure so it can be that it doesn't actually work right right because whatever so once you get it done you 
your partner can't just quit their birth control or whatever. Uh, you have to wait um, and bring back a sample like a few months after to make sure the surgery worked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't, like you can't just fucking boom vasectomy, okay, yep, I'm good to go. Nope, you got to wait and bring in a sample to make sure that it doesn't have any sperm in it. Um, so next thing is chronic pain syndrome. Um, some people can get chronic pain eh, forever from getting it. Like in just that area? Yeah, in just that area. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if that's like whatever. Another thing is a sperm granuloma, a small lump of sperm that leaked out of the cut or sealed tubule, tubule, which I imagine they just remove it. Yeah. Um, so pretty low risk, actually relative, like quite low risk. Yeah. Um, then there's like, can it affect any of your hormones and pretty much everything said no. Um, you, some studies, some studies shown a slight increase in testosterone by getting your by getting a vasectomy. So you might actually get a little more a testosterone, little a little boost. Um, and I guess their like <clears throat> hypothesis of why that occurs is your testosterone is not utilizing its testosterone to convert um, your, I think it's like luteinizing hormone and your FSH um, which is your, what's that FSH stand for? Oh, I, I always forget these words. So your FSH is your follicle stimulating hormone. Mm, yes. So essentially your testosterone isn't working the luteinizing hormone process to produce sperm. So that's where they think you get a little bit more of that testosterone from. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of different right mm -hmm. yeah um so other than that they said if you are experiencing low testosterone believe it or not it could be from these things listed below being overweight or obese difficulty in following a nutritious diet lack of exercise la uh, sleep hygiene issues stress diabetes atrophy or cancer in your testicles drinking some energy drinks or some supplements which i thought was very different um a couple fucking thyroid issues no shit um hyperglycemia or hypoglycemia hormonal replacement drugs steroid use and too much or too little of cortisol which is a stress hormone um, so believe it or not, you have a lot of other things that would affect your hormones compared to your vasectomy. That's a lot, like very similar to what they said for, uh, the females too, is like, there could be other underlying things of why their hormones are off, not the procedure itself. Right. Yep. But I think people just use it like as a scapegoat to blame it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what, like I was saying about women aren't used to not having birth control. So 
like their hormones are going to be way different once they don't have that to rely on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, they said there's no increased risk um, in autoimmune disease, cardiovascular disease, sexual dysfunction, or prostate cancer. However, I kept reading multiple articles, and they said there could be a correlation between getting a vasectomy and having a vasectomy for over 20 years and a increased risk of prostate cancer. But then again, anytime you're over 50, you are at a higher chance of prostate cancer. But so it said like the people that haven't had a vasectomy in the age range of their, their meeting age range was 58. Um, the people that had a vasectomy for over 20 years and the people that didn't have a vasectomy, the people that did have the vasectomy had a higher rate or had like a higher chance of um, prostate cancer mm-hmm. out of like 91 men they studied. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, possible, I guess. There's a study that says there's a little correlation. There's also a study I read that said there isn't a correlation. Yeah. So. I did forget to mention now that you're talking about cancers. Uh, one thing that they did say is it does decrease the risk of ovarian cancer in women. It does? It does, yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so they said like a lot of women, uh, get it because it helps, like if they have ovarian cancer in their family, mm-hmm. they get it to help reduce their risk. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it can reduce risk. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It didn't tell me, I couldn't find anything that said like percentage wise how much it reduced it. Uh, but it it did. There was a correlation that it did reduce it. So Cool. Mm-hmm. So then kind of the last thing about the vasectomy that's kind of neat. Uh, t- a study in 2020 notes that um, the following improvements in sexual function occurred. Improvements? Improvements. Okay. Increased frequency of sexual intercourse. Wait, what? I don't fucking know how. Oh, I suppose because if women, like, right, if you don't have to worry about getting pregnant, then I'm sure women will be like, okay, let's do this. That's what I thought about. Increased sexual satisfaction. My fucking thought was women aren't making them pull out. Yeah. All right? Yep. Improved libido, so. Wait, it's a, okay. Improved libido, so uh, higher sex drive. Which could be if they actually have an increased testosterone, they would most likely get more libido. Yeah. Um, improved erections, same thing. Improved orgasms, I'm guessing because they ain't got to pull out. That's what I'm saying. Improved confidence in sex life. Obviously, because then they don't have to worry about getting people pregnant. Absolutely, dude. I thought that was just kind of funny. Um, so, anyways... That's kind of the main things. Uh, You can expect short-term side effects of pain or discomfort following procedure, bruising around surgical site, um, infection if you don't keep it clean, I guess. I mean, some people are dirty, so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I think it it was kind of cool. That that was that. Other word. Ooh. No, go ahead. You have something else? uh, Yeah. Um... If you're in a committed relationship and you don't have a history of ovarian cancer, uh, the man should probably nut up on this one. Yeah. Uh, 
so something else I just realized I forgot. Um, so tubal ligation is 99.5% effective. 99.5% effective? Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, so what was the one? There's one that's 99.95% effective. One birth control method. I don't remember what it is. Uh, I guess pills are only 91% effective. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did not realize that. Um, so that one was interesting. And then... Uh, vasectomy is over 99%. Nice. Uh, one big risk with tubal ligation is if you get uh, pregnant from it. Because um, they said, like, I mean, it still could obviously happen because it always can. Uh, like, the one major risk is uh, having an ectopic pregnancy, which you probably have heard a lot of right now because of everything that's going on in the world. But it's, what, a pregnancy that happens not in the fallopian, fallopian tubes. Um, so it can cause, like, some major, like, health mm. uh, issues, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to get it removed and whatnot. But even if you, like, if you get pregnant, no matter what, you need to go in because they need to allow the egg to go into the uterus. So it can be viable and not start growing in your fallopian tubes because you don't really want that. Correct. Uh, so that was one of the major risks that could happen, but it's a 0.5% chance. So who knows? Do we want to talk about other contraceptives, Shanzi? All right. There's one contraceptive that might take home the W. Yeah. What is it? Do we want to talk about other female birth or contraceptives before we do the Okay, go the, ahead. The win? Yep, yep, go ahead. Go ahead, and then I'll tell you guys the win after. Um, go ahead. I didn't really do research on this because we've talked about it before. Obviously, there's different... Uh, contraceptives women can use if they don't want to get tubal ligation or their partner doesn't want to get a vasectomy. Obviously, there's the pill, the patch, the what is it, the bar in the arm. Um, you can get the depot shot. All of those have their independent uh, increases. Like, they're all hormone based and they all have different side effects. Uh, there's different percentages for pro- uh, progesterone and estrogen in each of them. So you can get one that works for you if you like to do that stuff. Um, there's the hormone IUD, and then there's the copper IUD, which is the non-hormonal one, uh, which is the one I favor. IUDs in general, though, uh, especially the copper one, does cause uh, increase in blood flow and more cramps, but it's... Uh, side effect that I'm willing to take because it gets bad, but you just learn to live with it. Like it's just a regular period now. Um, and I just take ibuprofen and mydol and it really relieves pretty much everything. Uh, with the hormonal IUD though, I believe that can make you stop having a period. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to, if you, it, a tubal ligation doesn't get rid of your period, so you're still going to have it. But if you want a way to get rid of your period, that could be a good thing for you. Um, obviously, there are, like, side effects that could happen, like weight gain and depression or whatever. So look into it. See if it's something you want. Uh, 
the insertion of the IUD was probably the most miserable thing I went through. But, I mean, it's one week of pain for uh, being safe for, well, the copper one is good for 10 years. So, one week of pain for 10 years of protection. So, that's kind of nice. That's really all I kind of have for... And a condom. Guys, wear a fucking condom. Oh, yeah. There's that. Just be a fucking man. Do it. Or are we are we on to the last? Okay, part? we're on to the big W. The fucking best contraceptive I found, we found, is this thing called TRT. The best part about this is it was like what five years ago that we saw Australia did a study. Australia did a study and was trying. They were coming out with a male birth control. Yep. And it was synthetic testosterone. So testosterone replacement therapy is 99% effective as a birth control. That's incredible, 99. And the reason it is, there are two hormones, three there's three hormones, but two hormones mainly that cause the biggest um that that are the biggest uh influence on sterilization and it is the luteinizing hormone and the follicle stimulating hormone like i mentioned before so you have to be on testosterone uh for 6 to 12 months before it's 12 months before you're 99% effective but 6 months is when it's like very very noticeable um, so yeah, six to 12 months before you're in the 99% effective range, what it does is it stops the production of your follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, which those are the two that produce sperm. So if you no longer produce sperm, you cannot get someone pregnant, believe it or not. No way. Crazy. Wouldn't have guessed. So instead of blocking the tubes, you just quit the production. There's one downside to this. What's that? They say, if you want to have children or be fertile, you probably shouldn't use this method. Really? Yeah, because you have to take things to try to bring back your fertility. They did say in the studies, I read a couple studies, they did say that, um, I don't remember the percentage, but it's after they get off of it and they get on a... uh, follicle stimulating hormone Mm -hmm. um people see drastic improvements in their in their sperm Mm -hmm. in like their uh fertility so really i mean so you can you can it's it's pretty it can be definitely reversible but there's a potential that it won't be and there that's the same exact thing they say with vasectomy like, yeah. it's reversible, but there's a chance it's not reversible. I was looking, I saw a post of, like, the percentage of, uh, like, how easily reversible a vasectomy is. After, like, five years, it is not good. It's only, like, 20 to 40% effective, I think. Oh, yeah, dude. The thing is, though, with, like, TRT, um, you you can you can get off or take stuff 10, 10 years down the line and still be fertile. Right. But, you know, if you bodybuilders do that shit all the fucking time. Right, 100%. So, um, yeah, no, you can, um, it's actually, yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not a doctor, so whatever. But I am saying that 
if you're looking for a way not to have surgery, it can be uh, reversible, and you get extreme, extreme amounts of positive side effects. Oh, yeah. Take TRT. Um, the one issue we read about it was the willingness of men to do it. Because it, you have to obviously take a shot, right? Yeah. That the, that's the only way to really do it is you have to take shots. So the 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 contraceptive so the way they do it is a monthly injection. Um, once you start taking TRT, you're gonna realize you want to take it at least once a week. Um, so you got to put a needle in your body at least once a week. But then when you get even deeper, you're gonna realize to keep your hormone really level, you want to do it two to three times a week. But then you can do it subcutaneous injection, so you use insulin needles. And um, that's actually the most effective way is to do subcutaneous three injections a week. Um, but because uh, in Australia, they asked men how like how many would be willing to do it. And I think it was only like 10 percent. Yeah, it dude. was stupidly low because they're just like, oh, women can just take a birth control pill instead. Yeah, women can take a birth control pill instead of me taking a shot. Mm -hmm. And, the, and to, for it to be birth control, you only need to take the shot once a month for it to be birth control. But if you want to do actual TRT, um, you want to do it once a week, if not two to three times a week. For the extreme health benefits, you want to yeah. do it more often. Yep, absolutely. So yeah. you get the great effect of sterilization, and you will also be a man, mm -hmm. more of a man. Yeah. So to finish this podcast up, this research up. Oh, wait, let's just go with, because you talked about how possible it is to reverse doing TRT. Yeah. Um, they say on birth, like hormonal birth control, you can just stop taking it and it'll, it'll take a couple of months, but you should be able to get pregnant very easily. Um, I, there is a huge, I don't know specifically, I didn't look it up, but I see quite a few people who have issues um, getting pregnant after taking or getting off of hormonal birth control. Um, a lot of women have to go through IVF in order to get pregnant uh, yeah. after being on it for so long. I would imagine there's a similar. So, so if you if you're just on TRT for a couple years, a few years, you can get off and you don't have to take any um, HCGs or or clomids or anything to stimulate. Uh, there's also a SHG SHG. GB some it's um HMG HMG um sorry HMG there's a couple they're they're the follicle stimulating hormone they're, they're the ones you take to stimulate that and produce more mm -hmm. um that really comes into effect after multiple years of TRT but um if you only did it for a couple years uh, the articles were saying and the copious amounts of research I've done over the years on this um says that you start producing naturally anyways and then after a few months you're able to um but once you do it for a long term you will you will most likely need to do something similar as what women have to do and you'll have to take a hormone protocol yourself yeah i would imagine it's probably fucking similar i don't know it's a lot i feel like it's a, no matter what it's a lot easier to produce sperm than it is to produce uh viable eggs oh sure yeah absolutely no dude I, i'm gonna say if we fucking rank these like the the ones we research obviously yeah. you can do the iud's the 
pills, pills, all that stuff, whatever. I don't care. I would say if you have already had kids and you're looking for an option to not have more kids, I would say it like this. As you age, your body deteriorates. So why not kill two birds with one stone, right? TRT, I would rank number one because mm-hmm. it does not require surgery. It's 99% effective. And you could start taking it, like, as soon as you find out, like, your wife is pregnant with, like, the last kid. You could if you wanted to. Yeah, because you could start. Because let's say something happens. Oh, yeah, you could just pop right off. Right, 100%. Yep. And then you should be pretty good by the time the kid comes and you're, like, starting to have sex again. Yep. So, yeah, I would say the least invasive with the most health benefits do TRT. Mm Mm-hmm. Next, if you don't want to do injections, if you don't want to do injections, I understand it is fucking, it can be difficult to do injections all the time. Or you can have an awesome wife that does it for you. Yep, that is cool. I recommend getting one of those. And if you're getting this, hopefully you have been in that situation, do have a wife, whatever. Next would be vasectomy, because that's the second least invasive. And then the last one would be tubular ligation or tying your tubes. I would say, I don't know, I... Like tubal ligation, I think that should be the like the bottom, bottom of the oh, barrel yeah. no, I just, scrape and box. Yeah, I just say like for the the three we the three we researched. Yeah, we originally researched two. We were just researching vasectomy and tying tubes. That's it. Yeah, and then I started looking into TRT. Yeah, because the the articles of vasectomy led me to TRT, and I was like, well, let's just fucking go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And led to TRT through articles being like, yeah, dog, this is the route. That makes sense. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode of how not to get women pregnant. If you're counting all, if we're counting all contraceptives, I honestly would go back on birth control. Like I'd get the hormonal IUD before I even get it. Oh, no, I'd get my copper. I get the copper IUD again before getting a tubal ligation. Yeah. There's just so many potential issues, potential issues yeah. that I just, I haven't had any issues with my copper IUD. I've read stories that people have issues, but I've had no issues with mine. So I'd rather get this thing again than do this surgery. Fuck that. Or I just stand TRT forever, honey. Well, yeah, that's going to actually be what happens. Fucking done, dude. But I'm saying if you're a guy and you know, know what, I'm going to say it. If you're a man... And you won't fucking either get on TRT or get a vasectomy. You're not a fucking real man. You're kind of an asshole. You're an asshole. You're not kind of. You're an asshole. And let me tell you what. As a man, get on TRT. Because you'll be more of a man. Yeah, you'll enjoy life so much more. Honestly, dude, I, I'm so fucking floored that this episode turned the way it did. Because way it did. Cause I was just expecting, like, when we did our original research... Um, vasectomy was just like oh obvious choice and then we continued for like another hour of research brought us into like trt and all this stuff and brought up like previous stuff we read before and i was like wow this is actually the best so anyways if you guys are looking for a trt clinic hit me up i can refer you if you're in the eau claire area or wasa yeah appleton wasa 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 area Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you learned something. And if you've already had kids and don't want kids no more, or you just want to, get on TRT. 100%. Okay. See ya. Bye.